You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney, SDB. In this episode, we look at the gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. As Jesus begins his famous Sermon on the Mount, he insists that Christian life must flow from deep internal faith and conviction. When that is the case, the lives of Christians will continue and perfect the function of the law in Israel. Christian life will then bring God's promises to perfection, shining forth like a city on a hill. It will give light and nourishment to the whole world. We begin now with a reading of the text by Jackie. You are salt for the earth, but if salt loses its taste, what can make it salty again? It is good for nothing and can only be thrown out to be trampled under people's feet. You are light for the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in people's sight so that, seeing your good works, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. We will now hear a reflection on the text by Father Maloney. Because we celebrated the feast of the presentation of Jesus last Sunday, we missed the reading from the year of Matthew dedicated to Matthew 5, 1 to 12. That passage began Jesus' public preaching. He went up onto a mountain, gathered his disciples, and proclaimed the Beatitudes, Blessed are you. And he spoke of various things that made them specially privileged because they have been blessed by God. The tradition of a contact with the divine on the mountaintop is widely found in ancient religions and also important in Israel. On the mountain, one is close to God. And this is especially true in the Jewish tradition with the tradition of Moses receiving the law on Mount Sinai. From Matthew chapter 5 till the end of chapter 7, Jesus is on a mountain with his disciples and eventually with a large crowd no longer receiving the law from God on Mount Sinai, but reinterpreting that law and issuing his own new law, a higher righteousness that touches us deeply inside ourselves, in our consciousness and in our life as church and people of God. One of the problems which may emerge among Christians who recognise themselves in the Beatitudes, who recognize indeed that they have been blessed by God in a special way, is that we lead lives that become self-confident, full of a contented peacefulness. We are fine. We have been blessed by God. With the gifts of God that we have, we can happily face the difficulties of this life. Jesus' teaching on the Beatitudes could have this effect upon us. 
but there is a risk that it might produce only that. We certainly have every reason to be confidently thankful for God's blessing us. But he asks more. To avoid the risk of complacency, immediately after the Beatitudes telling us how blessed we are, Jesus tells three very short parables about salt, a city high on a hill, and a lamp. Each one of those symbols, salt, a city high on a hill, and a lamp, have their background in the way the Jewish tradition spoke about the law, their city and its temple, and the task of the law. The law was the salt. The city, high on a hill, was the city of Jerusalem. And the lamp was to be the light for God's people. Having told his Christian disciples of their special giftedness in the Beatitudes, he now teaches them about the task of this new people of God in the world. Like Israel, they too have received God's good gifts. They must now bear the fruits of their giftedness. The old law is regarded in Jewish writings as the salt which gave taste to Jewish life. Jesus now tells his followers that they have been specially gifted indeed, as we saw in the Beatitudes, so that they may go beyond the ways of the law. Matthew's readers, and Matthew himself, had an intimate knowledge of Judaism, where they had their beginnings. And it is to Judaism that Matthew will continually refer, as we will see across our reading of the Gospel of Matthew in this year A, in our lectionary. But we must be aware that these issues go beyond Israel. They can address any religious system that thinks that it is an end in itself. Matthew uses the traditions of Israel to instruct that there is always a danger that people might simply live an external observance of the law. To live in that way Taking God's gift for granted means that the life-giving salt loses its effect. And once lost, its enriching flavour can never be restored. Looking at their own experience, Matthew and his earliest Jewish Christians can suggest that this happened in Israel. There were some whose observance of the law led to a heartless ritual. But Matthew instructs his new Christians in the Sermon on the Mount that it can also be so with the Christians. They too are challenged to give flavour to the world. The law gave salt, flavour, heart to Israel. But a pure external observance of the law rendered that religion, that way of life, heartless. So it can also be with Christians. We are challenged to give flavour to the world by the way we live and relate to one another and to those around us. What of we Christians who take our giftedness for granted? 
we, like tasteless salt, are only fit to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. As the law of Israel should have been salt to the nation, so also it was light to the nation. So Jesus again uses a metaphor applied to the law to speak to his disciples. And he tells them, however, that they are not the light of a nation, they are the light of the world. The links with the past Jewish experience of the early Christian church continue, and Jesus speaks of a city built on a hilltop, which cannot be hidden. The reference, of course, is to Jerusalem, the holy city, Mount Sion, the temple mount where God dwelt. It could not be hidden. It was only fitting that it stood before all as a witness of God's presence to his people. That is the way that Jewish people always have and always will see the city of Jerusalem. In the times of the temple, there was a strong belief that the dwelling of God on this earth was in that temple, invisible but present. So it should be with the Christian. No longer focused on a particular geographically located city where a temple exists, but as the book of Apocalypse says, there is no longer a need for a temple. God and his Christ dwell among us, and we become the temple of God, shining forth in a very visible way, God's presence to all people. Lights are to give light, not to be hidden under any form of container which would eliminate the rays of light. The Christian life can give life to a world looking for direction and purpose, not as a righteous, perfect society wagging its finger to the rest of peoples, but shown forth in the good lives of followers of Jesus, who can, perhaps, touch the hearts of genuine searchers to look beyond the individual Christian to the God who graces us with his good gifts. In this way, we too give the praise to your Father in heaven. Jesus' disciples are to be the salt of the earth and light for humankind. The visible quality of Christian lives not the following of an external law, should be the mark of our Christian discipleship. The law, the former salt and light, was salt and light for a nation. It is to continue and be perfected in Christians if we are prepared to take the risk and have the courage to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. This high-sounding language shouldn't make us tremble in fear. It doesn't call for extraordinary measures. The gospel asks us to live good, loving, dedicated, joyful Christian lives. In this way, perhaps, others too will be attracted to the city on the hill, and they too will give praise to our Father in heaven. Thank you.
We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the truck now and resume when you're ready to return. Welcome back. We conclude now with a reading of the text by Carlos. You were salt for the earth. But if salt loses its taste, what can make it salty again? It is good for nothing, and can only be thrown out to be trampled under people's feet. You were light for the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand, where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in people's sight, so that, seeing your good works, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for this episode, Jackie and Carlos. If you would like to be a reader or have any other feedback, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au or on our Facebook page.